folks. Uh, welcome to the next edition of Serverless Crack with myself, Dave Anderson. I'm technical fellow at Bizarre Voice and author and contributor at the Serverless Age. I'm Mark McCann, architect at Globalization Partners and uh, contributor and author at the Serverless Edge. And Michael Riley, a uh, software architect with Globalization Partners, contributor at Serverless Edge and aspiring astronaut today. I see my background. More like Spaceman, I think. Space uh, Cadet. Space Cadet. So this is the sixth and final piece of our Modern Cloud series. We started back in episode 15, talking about Modern Cloud. And we gave an intro at the start, and then we just went through four personas. I think it was the, what, the CEO, product leader, developer, and architect. So I thought it might be interesting to be just recap and close out on that, because it was, I think it was nice going through it. I think um, it's interesting thinking of the modern cloud from the different personas. Obviously, as, as technical people, we'll go straight to the, the services and products and techniques, which, which yeah. we think are great. But the thing you forget, I think, about cloud and what it means is it, it, it has to represent value for different personas across the business. The customer is an obvious one, but I think it's, it's good to talk about internal stakeholders. Yeah. It's been an interesting discussion. I thought the, the CEO and product personas were very interesting. I think our... We were fairly happy in the developer and architect. That's that's our that's where we live. But it was interesting when the CEO and product were shown us. Yeah, I think just even focusing on like as, as Wardley Mapping sort of tells us or guides us to, you know, who are our users and what are their needs. And even just having those conversations and distilling that down, it really helped us, I guess, in our, our thinking and even just trying to articulate, you know, what, what are the benefits of this? What are the what are the sort of the good approaches that we can bring to bear to, to get that time to value, to realize the, the potential of proper modern sort of cloud ecosystems? So, yeah, I think it's been a useful series, even for ourselves, to talk this through and sort of clarify our own sort of mental model of what, you know, modern cloud is and what it can be and what benefits teams and uh, organizations that sort of follow this path can get out of it, right? And I think just reinforced the, the, you know, this has been democratized globally. And, you know, if you do pursue this properly, you can compete with anybody anywhere in the world um, from very small sort of uh, outlay, right? Yeah, there's something about, I know, like when we started talking about cloud, you'd, you know, we can, we can build a, ephemeral event-driven architecture and it'll be great and it'll be brilliant and then the CEO was thinking um, can you be faster and cheaper yeah. <laughs> it's a very simple value proposition so I think remembering some of those things is important because you need to keep that commercial lens on as we as we design our applications as we design our, our, our processes and as we build up our teams yeah. one thing I think is interesting that I find we've been talking about this for a long time is the whole serverless term I mean, we had we'd done a lot of work around serverless first, and I still think that's a really strong strategy. It's, it's, it's very powerful. But the serverless term itself, it's one of the reasons why we use the term modern cloud, because serverless is quite, um, it's, it's, it's turned into a religious war. A lot of people, when they hear serverless, they, they think of Lambda, and it's, it's much more than that. Yeah, I think it's, you know, Lambda was a, was the great first go-to for a lot of the sort of the ephemeral sort of event-driven function-based sort of workloads, and it's been fantastic. 
but as the ecosystem has evolved, you know, you're, you're, you know, more managed services are available to us now. You know, direct integration between those managed services is available. You don't need as much glue, right? So again, that operational burden, that code liability, you don't need to worry about anymore. You can sort of offload that to the, the cloud provider and to the services. So I think you know, serverless, the term, it's probably coming coming to a close, I guess, as, as a useful sort of vehicle for what this thing was that emerged. I think yeah. it's, it's gone through an evolutionary journey now. I think modern cloud supplants it as a I th- yeah. term. I think like that's what I want to say is like the modern cloud for me is like, you know, in the, in the in the context of serverless, serverless exists within the IT org. You know what I mean? So when we're thinking about like approaches to solutioning for something, you know, you can go with a container or we can go on, on the land and, you know, as Mark, as you're saying, it's, it's, it's expanded. And obviously, you know, the industry has been kind of having that debate and, and, and kind of, you know, rolling out on serverless now for must be close to what must be approaching 10 years soon enough, you know, but it's getting there. Um, But, you know, like it stops becoming an argument over serverless and, versus containers or whatever and you start i think a modern cloud you know because you because you are kind of having to work across product and you know business that you really start talking in the, in the language of capabilities and you kind of do develop like a ubiquitous language around those building blocks you know like we got to get you know a capability out to production and really it doesn't matter what's you know for us we, we know modern cloud is we've all these sort of abilities under the hood but really but we we're having to evolve more to talk in business terms and and just kind of really just aren't, you know, put capabilities over the top and stop talking about Lambda versus, you know, uh, cubes or whatever. I think, I think the well-architected sort of approach helps frame it as well. You know, is it secure? You know, is it operationally excellent? Is it performant? Is it reliable? You know, is it you know, cost optimized? You know, is it sustainable? Those capabilities, those conversations are are sort of supplanting sort of the hey, are you using serverless or not? Well, that's the that's the huge big paradigm shift that you don't really hear people talk an awful lot about. But teams that are kind of working in a modern cloud approach, you know, that term we talk about it's in the you know it's in the it's in the flywheel, you know, long term value, and we talk about well architected, like because we defer a lot of the ops and a lot of the sort of the maintenance and things to the cloud, our, our solutions are getting more cost-effective with us doing nothing. They're, um, they're getting more secure and more robust and more performant with us doing nothing. Whereas teams aren't operating on that sort of uh, yeah. that way or the opposite. You know, you don't hear an awful lot about that, which is a, which is a massive benefit to any org. Um, I think... Yeah, I think there's a, there's a mindset. There's a mindset change. I remember the penny drop for me years ago, and and it's actually a lot of people think that Lambda was the first serverless service. And it was actually S3 Three, yeah. storage, like what 2003 or 2000, like way before that. Um, and I think that for me the difference was there was a th- when people started using S3, there was a, a, a change in mindset. What I blew my mind was the, the the chaining or eventing of things. You didn't mm. think of it as a call stack where you rigidly go down a stack and back up again because you would, you always put that in as a sort of a false constraint back in the early days. But now you could actually say, if this, then do that and trigger different things, which is a completely different way of thinking. And for me, that modern cloud is a way of thinking in that way where things trigger other things. So you, mm. you have a different, you know, it's it's a, a different abstraction there. I think for me, there's a different mindset, but another thing we started using, been asking people about is modern cloud versus legacy cloud. Mm. Um, 
And for me, legacy cloud is that traditional call stack in the cloud. We've got a you know a whole bunch of stuff that's rigidly calling over. It's it's going to be running hot all the time, and it's just pumping along. And it's really just stuff that should be in your data center that's now in the cloud. So I find that's a very interesting question to ask people about legacy cloud versus modern cloud. And it's it's quite a challenging question, but a lot of people when they look back at their traditional kind of stack sitting there, they go, oh, well, that's actually just, it's a legacy monolith in the cloud. Yeah, you have none of the advantages of loose coupling. You have none of the elasticity advantages. You have none of the global scaling advantages. You have none of the uh, space renovation with you know, new capabilities coming out. It's very hard to adopt any of those features from a modern cloud. Uh, uh, but yeah. that's okay I'm as well, because right. a lot of people think, transformation ends with the move into the cloud. Often transformation starts with moving. So legacy cloud is where you need to start. Yep. Then you need to measure and actually start modernizing. So a lot of people miss that out. Yep. And I would and I and I think that's an important phase. And you know it's probably you could probably devote a whole episode to that, you know, because I think because I think there's there's definitely a period of time and adjustment to moving from that that mindset into an organization that can embrace all we're talking about here. With regards modern cloud you know like there's there's a certain way you have to organize your yourself within the cloud to kind of you know operate that way and it, and it does take time and there's a certain uh you know it's like anything it'll be slow to begin with but yeah. you know as you, as you progress the momentum can kind of build and before you know it you know you're up and running again it's a it's you know it's, it's another flywheel effect yeah. um but uh certainly I, i've experienced it i've experienced it obviously in, in a couple of orgs now where you're um we're, we're kind of going through that that process but you can already see it starting to pick up and uh you know and it, it's definitely over the, the longer term it's it, it makes complete um sense yeah, I think yeah. That, that evolution from you know you've migrated to the cloud and then you got to keep evolving and you know the techniques we bring the bear on that the morley mountain techniques that really help identify what needs to continue to evolve to more to be much more of a commodity because what we've seen in the past is people move in they think they've, they're in the cloud now we'll stop innovating we'll stop um, evolving we'll stop leveraging new capabilities and then you're left behind your flywheel is not turning anymore you're just stopped right you're not evolving um, to the future and that that balance between those two things is, is so important the fact is that you've made the move into the cloud so your technical strategy is starting to kind of evolve forward and now you need to start thinking about your business strategy and what's required of you from the business. So that interaction from the two of those things is absolutely, I mean, that, that is our, our flywheel effect that we talk about in the book, is that idea of, of you know, purpose. Do you know what you're doing? Be very clear what that is. Do you have your own star um, challenge? Do you have the right environment and capability to do what you need to do? Next best action, do you have that good developer experience and potentially that serverless first approach where you, you can offload work to the provider and then long-term value where you're bringing a well-architected and sustainability and yeah. then you're up way again with with purpose so i mean that that's what the book's about the flywheel effect so you can order it now um <laughs> on all good booksellers but I, I think for me if you haven't embraced those modern cloud concepts you know you're going to get that investment to move to the cloud but then when the business come along and say, okay, now we need more things, you're like, oh, hang on, we're still trying to fix this old thing up. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where you're going to get the blocker. And you may get a very frustrated business stakeholder that they've spent all this money to move to this new thing, but they can't get the things that you promised. You're maybe not as fast as you need to be. You're not as cheap. And you maybe can't do as many new things as you, as you promised. So it's, it's a funny thing. 
Yeah, it's keeping that time to value low sustainably now and into the future. You know, and you know, being responsive to the needs of the business. And I think you know, even right back to the start of this, this episode, we talked about you know the users and their needs and the different personas. You know, if you can't meet those needs, they're going to find somebody who can. Are they going to find a, a provider who can meet those needs? Yeah. It's that, it's that old kind of sort of Chinese proverb, isn't it? The, the best time to plant a tree was, well, 10 years ago. The next best time to do it is, is now. Like, I think that, you know, when you kind of make that switch, it, you know, it, it, it is difficult. It is hard and, and, and no more to start. But, you know, even I would, I would even argue that that, that that transition from legacy cloud to modern cloud is an iterative one where you kind of start on like smaller type workloads or you know small operation and then you kind of build on it you, you expand it up you know you may start off from a single account but you know over a period of maybe a year a couple of years your multi-account strategy you've kind of embraced you know that whole concept you're you're in there uh you know you've got like processes for uh you know you've developed out all your capabilities your, your your developer experience is frictionless you know um you're, you're kind of down a route where you can kind of react to business demand and need much more uh, quicker or, you know, rapidly than you, you could have done in the past. And and then even developer happiness, developer kind of um, recruitment, all those sorts of things, engineering, even product end, business end, everyone's kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's a much better situation you kind of find yourself in. I think we're all, you know, especially with the pandemic, you know, people are searching for more purpose, a more meaningful job, a more meaningful existence. And if you have leveraged all the sort of things that we've talked about in the previous couple of episodes and you've positioned yourself in modern cloud, it will be a happier, more meaningful place to work because you are focused on those users, their needs, and you have a good purpose that's well well articulated. I think that's to be said as well, just on that point, it's like people will know, you know, what 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 good is and, and good is, you know, it's starting to kind of permeate the, you know, the industry and you know, it's starting to become a differentiator now for for people looking to their, their next yep. career. Or, you know, so. so there you have it. Modern cloud, no time like the present. Go out today, plant your tree, sort yep. out your developer experience. There to be had, no excuses. So yeah. that's the crack. That was our conversation on modern cloud. Um, I think that was a good one. I enjoyed that. So please um, have a look at the blog on the serverlessage.com and um, we're on Twitter at serverlessage plus uh, YouTube and LinkedIn. And the book, The Flywheel Effect, is available now for pre-order. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.